and welcome back to the Film Realcast, the podcast with no adverts but with lots of tangents. This week we are going to do a film that's currently on Netflix. We're not going to go to the big screen for a change, we're going to go to the little screen. We're going to do a film called The Ledge, which is trending on Netflix in the UK. And to do that, I can only do it with one person, and it's 80s Paul back on the pod. How are you, mate? I'm fine, mate. You're a ledge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. How are you? How are you been? I've been, I've been, I've been really good, brawl. mate. Been really good been the pod's been going really well you had some yeah. really good films kick-ass was just done which is available and uh we're gonna be doing kick-ass 2 next week it's a mixed review hasn't gone down well with some people but like you with this one i'm gonna defend it to the hill and i'm sure you will be with the ledge yeah i should watch i still need to watch kick-ass 2 i've not seen it for oh, ha- so ages good. years <clears throat> It's really, really good. I think, personally, Kick-Ass 2 is a really underrated film. I think it's fantastic. I love it. And uh, it doesn't get the kudos that I think it deserves. But I mean, it, to be fair, it didn't do well at the cinema. The first one didn't do well at the cinema. I mean, so much so, I mean, the, the rights were sold out. And I think Universal bought the second one. Um, and they were put a lot of money into it. And they obviously got Jim Carrey on board, hoping it would make a lot of money. But... It didn't, but it doesn't mean to say that it wasn't a good film because there are a lot of really good underrated films out there that don't get the respect that they deserve. So I think this is one of them. But well, is this going to be one, mate? I mean, we're doing this because on our group that you put out, has anyone who's seen The Ledge? And it's yeah. a really good film. I was very excited. Yeah. I was on the edge of my seat and we've got to do it. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, are you confident, mate, it's going to go all the distance? Well, I think I've already got the. I, I there's just that edge of sarcasm in your voice, so I know you're not a fan. <laughs> you never know. I yeah, could be. Just this, this off tone in your voice. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> I don't know. I've fooled a lot of people before. Batman podcast for one, 1989 Batman. Everyone oh, thought that was going to be poison, but that was lovely. Good it film. wasn't too bad. It wasn't Love too it. bad. So the ledge. What was it that? attracted you about this what made you watch it in the first place i mean netflix at the moment is flooded with films foreign ones and uh like european films things like that i mean what was it that convinced you to watch it in the first place nothing really i was just looking for something different something new um and i'll tell you what something that i it was just i was going through all the different things on netflix and i saw that it was trending and I've always liked films that, because it, horror films these days are just so banal and you know, they don't, don't get anywhere near scaring you. Mm. When you look at things with, to do with nature, they do. Like, I go back to um, Open Water. Yeah. Uh, that sounds like just an absolute ball-like of a film. But you watch it, and when you see, I mean, it, the, the suspense rises, but when you see that camera, it's almost like on a perhaps probably well before um, drones yeah you just see this this zoom out of this couple in the ocean and, and you just think oh my god there's no way they're getting found you know they're gonna die and then you you know translate that to, to thousands of feet up on a mountain up on a cliff face and there's nothing worse and nothing i like worse than to get involved with rock climbing because of the risk involved and, oh dear god so that's why i thought you know what Let's have a go at nature, or let's yeah. see, let's let's see na- the people have a go at nature, um, and then of course the twists and turns that came came in it. Because I didn't read any write ups because once you read a write up, it can either turn you off or turn you on. I'm not. I just want to see it for myself. So I just yeah. straight in, straight in head first. I was the same, mate. When you recommended uh, watching it, and it was a pretty good film. Obviously, I could see from the picture on Netflix of roughly the direction of what it was going in with the ledge i didn't know whether it was like limitless whether it was a guy on the side of a building going to jump off or mm. what was going on but i think with these films if done right and i go back to um like the ones involving sharks and different things like that if done right and you don't have to have brilliant special effects if it's the cinematography if that is spot on and the script is good you can really capture people's imagination. Like Jaws, for instance, it was so long into the film until you saw the shark that it was done amazingly well. And I argue with anyone who's bettered that at all so far. But when you look at these, the films involving 
like mountains and things like that. You've got vertical limit. You've got um, touching the void, uh, cliffhanger. I think the Iger sanction. You've got free solo. A lot of some of them are a mixture of climbing films, as in the, the person's actually doing it, free climbing in real life. Which there are some really, really good ones. Mm. And obviously you've got the vertical limit and um, cliffhanger and stuff like that, and the Iger sanction, which is really, really old of um, Clint Eastwood. But the I found these films were done right, and you get that sense of vertigo. And it puts you in their shoes. And I've got like a virtual reality game, which does that. It's like walking the plank. And it it, it, it turns your stomach. Yeah. And even when we did, um, was it 1408? Oh, when yeah. John Cusack goes out on the ledge, that turned my stomach. Because I, I hate heights. And I oh. and it, it kind of makes me not want to look. Yeah. And if that, this film needed to do that. And it didn't. And we'll talk about it more. And I felt this is all the film had to offer. And if it got it right, it would have sucked me in more. But I, it, it kind of failed on that part, which for me was a great shame. But as I say, we'll, we'll kind of go into it more as we um, go through the story. But the cast in this is really small. Thankfully, it's really easy to follow. And you've got the, the two stars of it, really, or oh, short-lived. You've got Kelly... And you've got her friend Sophie, who, uh, by the way, this is going to contain complete plot spoilers. It will no doubt contain 80s references and probably because I'm on the pod as usual, it'll be foul language because <laughs> I don't know any other way to communicate, as I'm told <laughs> often. But So you, you've got Kelly and Sophie who have got a lovely cabin. This is in northern Italy, isn't it? They're on an expedition in northern Italy um, around the Dolomites on a climbing expedition. And they're going to climb and you, you kind of learn there's lots of foreshadow um, from Kelly, who whose boyfriend was a, a climbing instructor, a trainer called Luca, who she learned a lot of techniques. How's your father from actually climbing? And I didn't know this kind of started with the two nice girls. I didn't know that if it was going like a hostile direction, that they would get kidnapped and taken up a mountain and what was going to happen. But. Out of the cast of, because they're joined, uh, like a Range Rover turns up, and they're joined by Josh, Zach, um, Taylor, and uh, Reynolds. And you instantly, instantly, they might as well have had a sign or a massive red circle around Josh, who's the only one that I recognise from other films on TV. He's that typical, it's that guy, and you just don't know what he's been in. (laughs) And he comes across as a complete psycho straight from the off they're not hiding their facts are they straight from the off yeah it's there's no there's there's no real character development with him it's just it's like he's a switch isn't he right from the outside yeah. he's like that but all the way through there's no character development with him and you kind of learn that they were all friends and it's kind of like told but it's not told directly they just hint at it that they were all friends when they were younger and one of them was bullied yeah. And it was Josh who ended up was the leader, like the instigator, put some kid in hospital um, and he kind of made them all get involved, all take responsibility. But they, from that initial attack when they were youngsters, they know that, as you just said, mate, that he's got that switch that other people, when they pull it, that they stop doing what they do. But he hasn't got that ability to stop or have a conscience about anyone. And he put some kid, like a nice kid, apparently, a decent kid in hospital, didn't he? Yeah. So why are they fucking hanging around with him? I don't. This is my biggest crux with I this know. film. Why are that, they there? I don't. Yeah. Again, it's like it's, what does he have to offer them? Nothing apart from the fact that he's a bully and and they almost seem to just need to be around him. You know, like people just people do tend to gather around bullies, but. It's not as if he's got something. He does say he's got hold over one of them, doesn't he? It's his indication that he's got something on one of the lads. But um, again, they just, yeah, I, I get like you, Steve. I, I didn't quite get it. That wasn't very strong for me. But no, <coughs> we it are, seems we to be Zach. We find out why with Zach mm-hmm. a bit later on as to why he's round their house so much and there's something yes. going on. Yeah. But all of these lads seem to be quite successful. And obviously, 
you instantly know they've kind of been mates all their lives. And I just don't understand why that they're so kind of scared. As you said, mate, there's no arc and you don't get it all the way through this film as a character building from any of them as yeah. to why they've not turned around altogether as a group and just said, like, Josh, just fuck off, mate. We're, we're yeah. just not interested because it's not like he's financially strong and he's the leader and he's paid for all of this. You don't get any of that, do you? So well, it's a bit you vague. Do, you do get at the end, <clears throat> towards the end, he's offering a load of money to her to give the camera and the uh, card back. And he says, would you want half a mil? Something like that. So you think, is it because he's rich? But there's no indication before that point. But no. you're an hour and a half into the film by then. Yeah, you kind of invested a shitload by then, haven't you? And yeah. I wanted payoff before there. And when all the lads are getting ready, I mean, Josh goes over and introduces himself uh, to Kelly and to Sophie. And it, he's just a normal bloke. He's slimy. You instantly know just from other things he's been in that there's something not right about him. And you get the impression that Kelly is quite reserved in the fact that she's there to do climbing and you learn why she's there on and sophie just is a bit of a party girl isn't she they're kind of polar opposites which plays into josh's hands to a certain extent and we realize that josh is either getting married or he's engaged or he's just been married to a woman called amy because they they warn him about that but again it's fuck all isn't there You, you there's no payoff to that no, I wonder what, <clears throat> whether you'd like to think that they considered it at least, but it didn't make it. It didn't make the cut. And, and it, it, I think it affects it because these guys aren't idiots. If these were like they do in typical tropey, fat loner idiots who are so weak and they wouldn't have any other friends, but they're all good looking guys, very athletic guys. They all look very successful. Yeah. And they're scared of him because something that happened ages ago and yeah and they all seem like decent people i mean especially reynolds he seems to have the the one with the biggest conscience um and you see that through the film and as that kind of progresses but at the start of it josh gets i think it's josh gets uh zach into no josh gets reynolds into a bit of a headlock um And no one steps in. It's just really, I think this is just for the viewers to say that all of these guys are really nice, but can be easily influenced by him. But we're not going to tell you why. It was, it, it was that, but it was also, just, again, to show that he, <clears throat> he had a hold over them and he was just, he, he, he would not only just, he would just bully his friends. So again, it was just building that picture of him very quickly. The fact that he would just, he would quite happily turn on his friends at an instant. Yeah. Yeah. And you learn that straight from the off that Sophie and Kelly are video everything, which is, again, is a massive foreshadow as to mm. what's going on. Yeah. And it's in the evening when they all get together around the campfire that the the guys are there for a breakaway and just to go and explore the Dolomites. And the route they're taking is a really passive route. It's just a fixed path. There's no climbing involved whatsoever. And the girls take the piss out of them for the route they're taking and it's kind of a kelly or it's mainly driven by sophie who's winds um josh up winds his kind of manhood isn't it she just really takes the piss out of him and you see him change and he does get quite aggressive in his like his demeanor and the other guys pick up on it but no one else does like the girls certainly don't which I was really surprised about, especially as they come across as intelligent people, especially Kelly, that they didn't pick up on the fact that this guy's a bit fucking loopy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> did you go back to the camera, the filming thing? Did you did you think to yourself at any point because it's something that I consider that everyone has got iPhones there, everyone's got all these these, these super duper phones with these big cameras, and they've got a limited amount of space in their backpacks, but they take an old. An, a ropey old handy cam with them. Yeah, it's a proper old school, isn't it? You'd do it on your phone, surely. Yeah, or you'd have a GoPro, wouldn't you, on your wrist? GoPro, yeah, exactly. Yeah, when you're climbing. Yeah, it was really contrived and convenient for the story of having mm. a, a Sony handy cam, which 
you don't have mind you i've never been climbing but i would have had a gopro i'm going paddle boarding and i've got a gopro with me because it's yeah it's small and you can store it yeah as you say if you're climbing a mountain you don't want a handy cam up to the mountain but it does escalate pretty quick this as they're drinking um around the campfire you've got kelly who when she goes back to the cabin she looks a video camera and you realize why she's there um and you get the flashbacks with luca but just that hint of when she walks past josh of when he grabs hold of her wrist and she isn't the one who's even flirting with him that he grabs hold of her and it is it, really invasive in her space and quite passive aggressive as well yeah but that doesn't affect like um sophie who's still willing to go with him and properly hook up with him, which mm. leads to basically her getting attempted rape um, in about five minutes. It, it didn't again, fit because these girls aren't stupid. They're not tarts, are they? I, no, absolutely. And again, the other thing is that you think to yourself, well, I've never been climbing, but, you know, I've been in, I've done <laughs> um, other, I've, I've abseiled and stuff. The people you're with, you want to trust. You want to be able to, you, if you're doing that kind of activity and you're going, you're going climbing with somebody or something really risky, you need to be able to trust the people you're with. So again, like you said, because of that reason, that didn't really sit. No, definitely. And whilst they're all drinking, you've got Kelly in the cabin looking at Luca on video, talking about climbing. And again, that that is payoff for what happens later. It's a bit cheesy, but it is payoff, and you get flashbacks every now and then. Of then going to climbing score of when they've met different climbing techniques, which is a big foreshadow. They should have had a. I always character like Deadpool and things like that when they should break the fourth wall and go. Just remember this climbing move. <laughs> and they keep doing because that. you'll need to remember it for later. <laughs> exactly. This she will, will use later. This. <laughs> yeah. Pay attention now. You'll enjoy it later on. <laughs> but whilst they're drinking more around the the campfire. Um, silly Sophie, which is her own right. She's, she can do whatever she wants. We don't know anything about her. That hooks up with Josh, and things start to heat up. And it's when she turns down his advances that he gets very, very aggressive to the extent yeah. that she does start running away. And uh, whilst he's on top of her, I think it's uh, Reynolds who comes along and saves her, and she scratches him on the face. And again, these guys know what he's like and they're all there and they all acknowledge the fact that Josh was going to rape her and they don't do anything about it. They don't do the right thing. They're covering mm. for him. And it doesn't make sense. It's as if if he if they would have said, oh, shit, he's done it again. He's done this before. And he was like a sex offender. Mm. Then it, it would have kind of paid off and you would have understood why so early on because we don't we only see him kiss her once and then that's it he goes tries to rape her that this was his kind of mo of what he does to women they're so scared of him aren't they they're so scared mm. of, of of the repercussions Weird. yeah and it, it is bad because whilst he's raping her they're sitting around the campfire just chatting look if we all club together we can do something about this mm. and she's running away and whilst they're doing that they ask josh what's wrong and but they go looking for her in the woods and they're shouting out. But it just happens that what they're shouting out are kind of quite, again, passive aggressive words that wouldn't make someone come out and reveal themselves. Yeah. We're not going to hurt you. Yeah. Come here. Where are you? Come here. We want you. We want to talk to you. And yeah. it, it's like, it's, Jesus. It's trope. It's tropeness, isn't it? Tropey, tropeyness yeah uh, yeah you know there's never she's never going to come back for that you've seen it a million times in the in the movies yeah, yeah and when they do get her zach comes behind her and uh puts his hand over her mouth as you know it's just so aggressive it is just really really steps it up yeah and then she falls off that ledge about 20 foot onto her back and it looks like she's broken her back doesn't it mm. she i mean poor bloody sophie she looks absolutely fucked and that's what the Angry. screaming wakes kelly up doesn't it yeah yeah and who has the camera in her hand yes conveniently why does she have that camera in her hand well because she's just been looking at pictures of her and luca but 
convenient. It is convenient, and it all and it's so bad. They're all gathered round um, Sophie at the bottom of this ridge. It must be about I don't know twenty twenty five foot. Mm. Uh, you get that scruples moment where they're having a conversation, which is again led by Josh. I, I don't know why they don't do the right thing when they're just saying that we can get help and mm. we can just say this is what happened, and they possibly. Apart from Josh, this is the perfect excuse to get rid of Josh, isn't it? Yeah, tip him over the edge. We've just we've we've missed a key point, and that is Josh was showing off his uh, wrist watch, wasn't he? Which That's had a, right. Yeah. yeah. What was that all on. about? I so, I kind of switched off when he was going through that. He had a yeah that early on. <laughs> um, <laughs> so he had a like a brightening watch does. Um, there's, there's certain watches you can get for people that do extreme sports. Right. Where there's a, a button or a pin and you pull it, press it, whatever, and it's it's a, a locate beacon. So it, it sends out it sends out a pulse for a certain emergency frequency and it's a locator. So that's what he was showing off and that was a foreshadow to events later on. Ah, oh, because he was talking and I know he he was joking about, yeah, if I press this button, loads of ninjas come out and they're my yeah. bodyguards and stuff like that. Yeah. And when he actually and I thought, oh, fuck off. So when he actually did start talking about it, I switched off. It was like being at work again. <laughs> it's like when someone <laughs> says, now, there's one thing you should know. As soon as someone says that, there's me thinking about yeah. is the bake off on tonight or is it tomorrow? You're, you're Homer Simpson with a monkey doing jumping balls, aren't you? In his head. <laughs> or, or a donkey kicking dust in your head. <laughs> as soon as Josh started talking, I think I just started, I was thinking about Kendall, what's going on tonight. But, oh dear. Yeah, I, I missed it. But and it, yeah. again it surprised me the lengths that they go to and how quickly and unrealistically it goes up in the air. They decide the best thing to do is because Sophie's not properly dead yet, <laughs> is that pick up a rock yeah. and they cave her fucking head in. And Josh, but Josh does it. And then I think it's he gives the rock to Zach, who then smacks her as well. Yeah, and, it, and they'll take it in turn so they're all involved. Which is pathetic, isn't it? Because... It, yeah. Sure, surely they're not that like you said from the outset they're clever guys they're obviously successful you know they're all they're just lemmings aren't they and it doesn't make it doesn't make sense that they're following in this this you know this closely no you know in everything he does but it does it, for me it added for me it was that was really dark i thought oh dear god this is you know and it sort of turned my stomach a bit and you're thinking, what are they capable of next? You know, what's how are they going to get out of this? So it did, it did add to the the, the drama and the, and, yeah. and the tension. So, oh, it was, uh, yeah. When when I was watching this first time, I I, I, I sat there um, with Adele watching it, and we both kind of said, oh, this is just going too much, too fast. Yeah. And it's and it reminded me of Caliber. Yes. Where you're put in a certain situation and either doing the right thing and the wrong thing, you either take the the left road or the right road yeah. and each have different repercussions. And and I know Neil hated Caliber, but correct me if I'm wrong, we both liked it, didn't I we? Did, I did. Well, yeah, it's my suggestion. I really liked it. And I, yeah. I, I thought of Caliber as well. It's a very similar sort of um, moral decisions. Yeah, it is the the individual's moral compass as in the situation mm. you're in. And I thought Caliber was done a lot better than this. And yeah. I thought the tension in Caliber, which is available on iTunes and it's available on our YouTube channel, the Film Real Cast as well, um, and Amazon Prime Music and Spotify, everything we're on. So you can find that review on there. A really, really good review. Great fun to do. That they had the luxury and caliber of having more characters who I thought had a lot more depth and different scenes as well of opportunities where they could be found out, which ramped the tension up with this. Yeah. They were limited to the side of a cliff, weren't they? And a script. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and for me, that's what handicapped this film. It could have been possibly a better film, but 
Calibre done this, done it properly. I love Calibre. When I first watched that, mm. I was blown away yeah, of their attention. Film. Yeah, it really, really was. But Great film, even better podcast. Exactly, exactly. And the proof is on the podcast floor. But they pick up a rock and they all cave in poor old Sophie's head. And then they decide, well, we haven't even done enough yet. Let's chuck her off the side <laughs> of a cliff. And that's when Kelly's there and she basically witnesses what they do to her mates. And bearing in mind, this film is just short of an hour and a half long. This is 17 minutes into it that she's there. And they've it's ridiculous. They've taken... The, the the sample of Josh's skin out from under her nails and even though they bashed her head in with a rock they decide to chuck her off the cliff and then they'll blame it on the fact that she was out climbing whilst drunk with injuries where only her face is caved in it's it's ridiculous you know what I mean it, it doesn't it make ridiculous. sense and that was that was actually followed on by you know um, Sophie screamed didn't she yes so Sophie screamed and they've heard her, but oh, it's Kelly distance. was oh, Kelly sorry, was Kelly. videoing it, yeah. Kelly, Kelly was videoing, yeah. So look at the distance between Kelly and them. But within seconds, she's they're miles away because they're they're in the distance. But within seconds, they're on her. Yeah, and it gets, and they find her at night time, and then the next scene, it's daytime. That's right. They, they find her, yeah. And then she, yeah, they, it's that was weird. I didn't quite get that. Um, it was a big jump in time. So she's back in daylight, and she got to the cabin. Yeah, and she free climbs, like, and it's really weird because it's almost as if this happened at night, and now in the morning they're after her on foot, and the only way she can escape with the camera, with the evidence oh, of Sophie's to... murder, is by going up the cliff, yeah. and she seems to free climb the entire cliff in possibly an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's strange, isn't it? But you do get. Um, which one gets goes after her? It's poor old Taylor is sent up there by Josh. We don't know Josh's climbing ability. Um, who's after Sophie? Uh, uh, sorry, Kelly. And to be honest, I quite enjoyed this. It was quite a good chase. Yeah, but you knew how that would end. You knew that Cannon Fodder was going up. Definitely, definitely, and it it was really good. I mean, the the fact that he got kicked off the cliff, he had so many goes, and she loses all her climbing gear, which handicaps her later on in the film. But when she kicks um, poor old Taylor off the side there, and his shin bone comes out of his leg, <laughs> I, I enjoyed that. That it was, was just, just way, karma. Just the way he hit the ground, there was no bounce. It was just a, a single thud, followed by screaming and shin bones all over the place. And that was probably the, the biggest open break I've ever seen. Yeah. It was pretty <coughs> horrific, wasn't it? But yeah. I, I found in this that the when they're climbing, you never it was the way it was filmed catered for the fact that obviously around their budget where they they aren't on location in the Dolomites and everything it looked really false. The rock face looked really false. It looked either concrete or plastic. Just really, really took me out of the suspense of having to climb. It, it was shocking. There wasn't any down views, and again, my stomach wasn't turned. Of, of wow, I've got a sense of height, a perspective of exactly how high up they are, and it was a real shame for me. It, it just lost it. It really did lose it. I don't know if, if well, you didn't get that at all. I, I, I did. I did. I, I, I think I said on the on the um, the messaging. I, there was a point, it's not just yet, but there was a point later on where I, I was, I just had that, you know, when you're at the top of the shower or something looking down, you know, or the, the top of yeah. the really tall building looking down. Um, and suddenly you want to make yourself really light, you know. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, uh, it's just, it just, it was just that feeling of cover Yeah, and it's nice to get that feeling. It, it's really yeah. good, even though I hate it. I love it's watching weird. A film i think there's one on netflix now 14 peaks which is a documentary which follows a climber um going up everest and all the mountains around and that's done with like a gopro on his wrist mm. so when you're climbing i mean wow you really really get a, a kind of perspective of just how high he is and and the danger as well of one wrong kind of grip or foot grip 
and you'd be gone. And you, for me, I, I didn't get this at all. I did, but later on, I did. Yeah, later on, I did. But I'll tell you when yeah, it comes. Yeah, I've got a rough idea what it might be, but you get obviously um poor old Taylor's been chucked off the cliff now and they take him back and you don't see it, but you get every indication that Josh goes back for his gloves. Yeah. yeah. In the cabin where Taylor is, and Josh kills Taylor, doesn't he? Well they thought about with meds and booze, hadn't they? They said we'll come back for you. And if you if we don't come back within twenty four hours, phone the phone the police or something or phone the Yeah. You know. But yeah, he, he went. He, but, went, he didn't need to finish him off because he was dead anyway when they really. He'd have died. He'd have died regardless. But Josh killed him, didn't he? Mm, yeah, they didn't. It's not implicit, but there was there was talk, wasn't there, that they, he'd been killed? Do you think it would have been better if they would have actually shown Josh killing? Because at the moment, Josh has tried to rape someone, and we know what he'd done with that. That in a situation where he felt he had no choice. Yeah. Um, Obviously, he did have a choice, but where he killed um, Sophie. But for me, it would have been more impactive if he would have killed one of his own mates. I don't think, you, I don't think, because we know how violent he is, I don't think they needed to show it. I think that we just, the implicate, I think it was implied that he did. And for me, that was enough. I knew that he'd killed it because he's capable of it. I didn't need to see it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was enough to know that we didn't know how he did it, but. Yeah, I, for, for me, I don't think they needed to show it because we, we knew he was certainly capable of it. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen it. I think it would have been, it would have been satisfying in two ways. As in, for me personally, it would have emphasised just how evil he is, that he's killing yeah. his own mates um, and he doesn't give a shit. And it would have up the stakes for what Kelly's um, facing. And it would have been nice payoff that, one of his own mates who was looking to kill Kelly initially pull her off the mountain mm. that he's been killed and a good riddance. It would have been nice karma to see. But those stakes get up later, don't they? Yeah, that, that they keep going <laughs> and the they kind of chase her up the mountain and it gets to a stalemate. I, I, one thing they need to talk about, which really pisses me off in a lot of films, when they're climbing up this mountain and Kelly's there, and there's a snake. And that's a, a python. That's a carpet python. That's a constrictor. And they're found in Australia. And this is the Dolomites. This is in northern Italy. Yeah. And it, it, these aren't poisonous snakes. I mean, for a person who doesn't know snakes, fair enough, you'd be worried about it. But for the for the viewer, it's like, oh, it's such a fucking trope. It really yeah. is a trope. This it, is suddenly it, a snake. It's an easy win, easy loss, isn't it? Yeah, it is. You think next there's going to be a spider. Next there's going to be a scorpion. It's just, like, <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. But that, that pissed me off. What, <laughs> that pissed me off. Now, what um, what I didn't get as well, the, the um, is she went up this match, she went up the, the rock face. She's obviously studied the map because she's got a copy of it. And they say, and they go, Let's let's not climb up the mountain. What we'll do is we'll walk round the back. Yeah. Let's walk round the back and get to the top before her. So it's, yeah. Why it's, why she went up the mountain? I mean, it's, it's called the ledge, isn't it? So she went into into the woods and that and tried to find a road that wouldn't wouldn't be the same film. No, but I, I completely agree because when um Adele walked out of room when she came back, she went, well, "How are they at the top?" I said, "Oh, they took the easy way up there." She just raised her eyebrows as if like, right. As if what, what you really did was like, I just fast forward it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a short film. But I did like the fact that despite being pursued, despite losing a water bottle, losing a climbing gear and Josh baiting her all the time, that I loved the strength from Kelly. I, I yeah. thought it was really good. The <clears> fact <throat> that she didn't give up and you did have the flashbacks with her and Luca mm-hmm. and of instructing her how to climb in different situations and where to like the footing should be in the hands yeah and i found a a a good strong character and that really worked for me and if she would have been a damsel in distress screaming it would have just i would have rolled my eyes i probably would have tapped out and not watched it but i I thought they chose well as a, a leading role for kelly because 
she was a she's not a climber, but she was a believable climber the way she was doing it. I thought it was a real good character build, wasn't it? And there were a lot of flashbacks, as you say, <clears throat> back back to the the um, the artificial rock face in the gym where she was getting coached by Luca. Yeah, and and you could see the determination, and and she would get that um, feel the force sound, you know, uh, yeah. voice in her head, wouldn't she? How it came across. It's funny because she's on. She's climbing, and she, the foothold that she's got is what's keeping her up, mm-hmm. uh, keeping her on the side of the of the building or the side of the mountain. And then all of a sudden, she'll take her rucksack off and turn round, and like, there's no wind or anything like that. And it really was weird. It really took me out because mm. I I never got a sense when she was doing this of one wrong move, and she's going to slip. Yeah, that's true. It, it, and it would be windy up there as well. It would be windy and it would be cold up there. Because even Josh says that, that she's lost her, her jacket and everything else and it's going to snow and she's just going to freeze to death. And you've got a sense of this is imminent. This is happening very, very soon. Yeah. yeah. But it wasn't at all. And I, it really made me laugh when she finds another piece of rope from another climber that's left on the side. And she takes oh. the... She's got enough time to balance herself, take the wire out of her rucksack and use this rope. It, it was really shocking, all whilst balancing a rucksack on one shoulder. But then you, you've got the jeopardy there because she's trusting that rope. You don't know how long that's been there. So partly you're thinking, is it going to hold? Is it going to hold her weight? You know, so you've got the jeopardy there, which is, again, just added attention. The jeopardy was good. And I give you that. And it, it for once, for the first time, it, it put me in her shoes, as in, I'm putting my whole life on this rope. This looks yeah. really old. That yeah. I don't know if someone put this in the wall and fell off because it's shit, <laughs> and uh, and she's left with no choice. Yeah. But the the way she did it, using the wire from a rucksack, was just too unbelievable. I would have liked it more if she would have done a Tom Cruise. And just jumped across and just grabbed hold of it and just put faith in herself. And I know she does that later on in the film, mm. which kind of foreshadows too. But yeah, it, it kind of the why of it ruined it. But I, I did enjoy the tension that was there. And while she's doing that, again, it flashes to Luca, her boyfriend, who's showing her how to traverse through the different rocks. And you do get the payoff. But and it always amazes me when she comes to that ledge, the famous ledge. That there's that tent on like a, a stretcher, which yes. when you see these in the magazines of proper professional climbers on the side of a mountain in these kind of tent hammocks sleeping. You feel sick. It's a massive fuck that. There is no <laughs> way on earth. Oh, boy, How can no you way. sleep in a tent off the side of like Mount Everest? I mean, fuck That's it out. Oh, no. Never. You can pay me enough money to do that. No. You've got to have balls of steel, honestly, to do that. That's and the and the faith of the that you must have in your equipment. Yeah, to, and your abilities. Yeah. And the rock that's holding you up. Yeah, th- there's so many factors. And the fact that you can put the pin in this I mean, I've never been climbing, but you can put the pin in the side of the building to put your bed on, but yours you could rope it up perfectly well but if that doesn't if there's something wrong with that rock or that pin mm. I, I i just don't know how people can sleep and relax enough to be able to sleep in one of those hammocks on a mountain no. you'd have to be pissed which would oh. be a good scenario that's, that's, <laughs> a new, that's a new film title there Stu. hammock on a mountain <laughs> <laughs> She's and it's funny, really, because the film gets at a stalemate point where the the three of them, you've got Josh, Zach and Reynolds on the ledge above where Kelly is, where she kind of she's just below them in this hammock and she's got the camera. They know that and all they want is the camera. But and Josh says, just give us a camera. We'll put some rope down and give us it and we'll go do you think at that point if they would have she would have given them the camera they would have just fucked off no because she was still a witness 
Yeah, that, exactly. There's, there's no way she'd have got away from that. They would have, he would have killed her. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And I love the fact that even though she's in a position where she doesn't have any more climbing gear, she is pretty screwed, and she's kind of lost that confidence to, to like traverse off that ledge, that she puts in a, in a note, fuck off or fuck you fuck to Josh. You. Well, yeah. Yeah, she, she's got no climbing gear. What she does have is a piece of paper and a pen. You always need that. She was obviously oh. a, a brownie at some point. <laughs> yeah. Not that they probably teach brownies how to do that, but yeah. <laughs> I, I did like the fact that they showed her injuries of climbing as well. That was mm. good because mm-hmm. it kind of hit yeah. home of just what she's gone through and she didn't have any gloves. She uh, The powder to put dry her hands out, that wasn't working. But even though they're at the top here, you've got Zach and you've got Reynolds still talking about when he gets her, they're going to kill. He's going to kill Kelly, referring to Josh, and they still don't do anything about it. Mm. And it's it's really really frustrating. And that's when they talk about the kid that he built up, and you finally kind of get to understand possibly why they're so scared because they put some kid in hospital. But it wasn't Josh; it was all of them, wasn't it? Yeah, but this is the thing, though, Stu. Like, it's, it, the, the frustration is part of the enjoyment, isn't it? You're you're watching and you're frustrated because they're not doing. You know, they have opportunities and they're missing these opportunities. That frustration is what it comes into. Is it, it's it's emotion, isn't it? And you just suddenly going, why are you not doing something about it? Which means you're engaged in the film. Do you think it's, it's a good it's thing that it's negative engagement? How do you mean? Because we kind of we watch these things to kind of critique them don't we yeah and sometimes that makes a film better sometimes it ruins a film but it brings always brings up a discussion mm. and i kind of you're right you are spot on in what you're saying that it does you're invested in it because you're talking about it um, i mean i watched it because there was only 40 minutes left at this point and i also had in the back of my mind if we do watch it and we're stuck for a podcast I know that you've, I know that you've seen it, and that we can that. we can talk about this film because it's readily available on Netflix, so everyone can watch it because most people have Netflix these days. But I think it doesn't matter if it's negative. I don't think it would necessarily. It, it might affect the film, but then if you're sat there, and again, I've, I've been frustrated at films and turn them over, turn them off. Um, but I don't know. It's it again. It, it depends. It depends on. What else is going wrong in the film? What else is happening in the film, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but for, certainly for that point, throughout the film, there was a number of frustrations. We, we we know what they are. The guys who did nothing about this evil fella, they had loads of opportunities. But again, you know, you know, well, you you're putting hope in the in the in the film at this point, thinking that he that we're going to be we're going to deserve a massive payoff. We're going to get a lovely payoff at the end, and it's going to be Josh's demise. So you you stick with it because you're thinking right. I've spent 50 minutes watching this thing so far, so I want to see that that's that fall from the side of the cliff. For me, I suppose, yeah, I understand what you're saying. It's like when you get an advert that is a shit advert and really annoying, and it's done its job because it's in your mind and you're talking about it. Mm. So yeah, that's possibly right. And whilst she's in this tent, which is which amazes me that she's got this gadget that in a kind of a crack in the mountain that she puts this thing in and somehow it manages to take the whole weight of the tent. Obviously they they do work, but it's really clever and you must have a lot of faith in these gadgets when you are climbing because there's only just one thing holding it up. And I'd love to know how it works and how it holds the, her weight. I mean, she's only a slight thing anyway, but yeah, it's pretty fucking incredible. It was at that point that I that I had that vertigo moment when she crept into that thing. Yeah. And and you knew, I mean, you didn't see, I think they showed you the, the view down at some point, but it was that, it's just the knowledge that that's, that's exactly what it's doing. And she's there between her and the earth is a load of air and a piece of canvas. And at that point, when I just shivered, it was horrible. Yeah. I, for me, the thought in your mind of, it's that lack of control, isn't it? Yeah. That if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And it's just, I think, when you don't have control on anything uh, and it's your life at stake, it's 
just really, really daunting. But and what I didn't expect was when Kelly was in this tent, um, was for Zach to abseil down with a knife and start hacking away and attacking her. That really came out of the blue and Zach got the bloody short straw of having to do this. And again, fair play to Kelly because she really does put up a really good fight and she stabs um, Zach in the leg two or three times, doesn't she? Yeah, which disables him and he goes, he gets hooked back up without the camera. They are kind of hanging off the side or she's hanging off him. And there is for, mm. there is good tension, to be fair, because you don't know if... Because even she says, if you say you've got me, he'll cu- cut the rope and he'll kill us both. So even she knows that Josh is that mad that he's willing to kill Zach just to kill her. but And Zach is too stupid to acknowledge that fact, because even he calls out to Josh, yeah, I've got her on the rope, pull me up. Because all he wants is for her to die. And he's already killed one person. Or he's already killed um, Sophie, and he's killed uh, Taylor as well. well so that would, have been the end of it. that would have been the end of it. He'd have killed a pair of them, then tab-sailed down and retrieved any camera or SD card, yeah. whatever, that was within that tent, which he didn't know existed because he obviously couldn't see it. But Yeah, he's yeah. already proved the fact that Reynolds, the only one left, is a complete pussy and wouldn't have done anything. So it would have made sense just to do that. But, I mean, they're left on the side of the building with... Zach with multiple stab wounds in his leg, which does play into it really, really well later on because he's on the side of the building and he's fucked. And he, Josh just doesn't care. And you know something's going on. And at this point, Josh has grabbed the necklace and the ring, which you do see a lot of, um, of Kelly playing with. And you do get the flashback later on in the film of when her, uh, Kelly and Luca go climbing together, that, which is a, a bit dopey because he's experienced. He opens the ring, it falls out and he reaches and he lets go. He kind of undoes his um, rope from the carabiner and then to, kind of bends down to pick up the, her engagement ring and falls off the side of the mountain. Mm-hmm. And you think if there's one thing an experienced climber would know not to do, is to undo all of the ropes that you're attached to. I know he's getting a ring, but it was bollocks. It would have been a better way for it to have happened. Hopelessly in love. That was his problem. Well, I thought it was utter bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Again, as you said, he'd, he, he'd risk his test that. Yeah, and they also, when they're on the top of the cliff, you get uh, Reynolds and Zach talking about um josh like fucking basically shagging everyone and that they don't trust him and it's a real weird time for zach to start growing a pair of bollocks Mm. and and they're kind of planning together about how to get off this mountain and how to basically dump josh which doesn't fit of their kind of personalities of what's happened previously because when they could have done it they never did it, and they want to send off a beacon and to get rescued from the side of the mountain. It's just absolute nonsense. It, it, I don't understand. It's not tension, is it? There's nothing here at the moment. It fucking completely lost me. That was there wasn't tension. That was a bit. Yeah, again, you knew that that would be a fruit fruitless task, wouldn't it? A fruitless fruitless exercise. And then they go to try and get the the, the watch. Um, yeah, and Josh wakes. He's awake already. So don't think I can't, can't hear you talking. Yeah, exactly. And that's when you find out that for a long, long time, it's been Josh who's been going behind Zach's back and boning Zach's wife. Which yeah. I kind of, it just to be honest, it made me laugh. I didn't feel any sympathy to Zach whatsoever. Because. Mm. <clears throat> Every time they have a, every time after that they had, there was a couple of scraps on the on the ledge, and it wasn't as if he was a big guy, but he overpowered them within seconds. Even Reynolds later on, uh, Reynolds is like is wider, chunkier. Yeah, think he'd have a good go at him, but he didn't. He just he just annihilated him within seconds. It's, it was ridiculous. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. When there's two of them that they couldn't overpower him, when they couldn't push him off the side of the cliff. I mean, they've theoretically killed someone already when they all had a go at um, killing uh, Sophie at the start, smashing yeah. her head in with that rock. Mm. 
and it was strange that they know the risk from Josh, but still Zach is willing to stand by the edge of the cliff yeah. and have a piss off the side of the cliff. Yeah. And Josh caves his head in with a uh, hammer, yeah. a climbing hammer, and then just pushes him off. And I, I like the fact, though, that it's Kelly who sees the body just falling down in front of him. Yeah. And then Reynolds wakes up and he's too fucking stupid to realise the fact that possibly... Yeah. he couldn't walk, but he's yeah. down to help. <laughs> exactly, but yeah. stupidly he believes Josh that he's walked down the whole path. Yeah. And gone back. He can't walk, he's got stumbling to say. He's bleeding out, but he got... Don't worry, he's going for help. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and you don't ever learn at this point of how high up they are, do you? No. Which, I suppose it, in a way, it would have ruined it if... if if kind of a with multiple stab wounds in his leg, Jack descends a, a, a fucking thousand foot mountain in about half an hour whilst losing loads of blood. But it, it is good the fact that just because of the way it escalates again, that when you've got he kind of talks again, I understand why now because there's only two of them left, and we we all learn through this film that Zach Reynolds and Taylor have got no dick between any of them or balls <laughs> whatsoever. And it's Taylor who says, I'll go down there, give me that hammer and I'll kill her. And he kind of, he just abseils or low, is lowered down onto that ledge and he gives her a drink and he kind of befriends her and just says, look, he is going to kill you. Just give me that camera scream and I'll make out that I've killed you. And then I'll get lifted up here and we'll go and you can just go on. And you think it's going to work out. And mm. he, she does give him the camera. But sensible girl, what she's done is taken a memory card out. Mm. And when he gets pulled up to the top of the, um, like the ledge, Josh obviously goes apeshit. And then the next thing you see is that Reynolds is set on fire. Well, and he's it, lowered it down of, in front of her. But before we got back to that bit, he was... when. Um, when Reynolds was was being pulled up, he wanted to see the camera. Josh wanted to see the camera, and you he thought if he shows him that camera, which he's not going to do, he's just going to take the camera off him and kick him over the edge. So you know that yeah. he wanted to get pulled up to at least have a fighting chance. But as you just went, you moved on to the he didn't have a fighting chance because he got pushed over and set on fire. And I think when we spoke earlier on about the special effects, I think one of the effects that you might have been referring to was just someone hoiking a dummy on a rope. Yes. Because <laughs> yeah. you'd expect the individual to be kicking around, wouldn't you, if you set on fire? But yeah. it was just like somebody was yanking a dummy on a rope. That, that looked ropey to me. Uh, it was terrible, wasn't terrible. it? And, yeah. But I did like the fact that whilst he was talking to Kelly, that she pointed out, he's going to kill you. He's going to kill everyone. He's not going to let you off the side mm. of the uh, mountain. And he said, well, <laughs> poor old thick fucking Reynolds says, well, Zach's gone down the building. No, I saw Zach flying right in front of me, Superman <laughs> yeah. style. Yeah. And it's good that he, he kind of, that's when the realisation happens of just how stupid he's been. But it's, what's kind of the, the sad thing is, is that it is too late for that. Mm. They're all victims of Josh in their own way. And they're just, they're too weak willed for me. That's what I found was a massive shame in this, that they are just, too weak and when he gets set on fire and, it, and, and I like the fact that he's off the side of the building and he is teasing um, Kelly but the the real excitement for me does happen and I didn't expect it and I didn't know how it would end when there's just like kind of two of them at a stalemate mm. when Josh actually lowers himself down onto the ledge and that's when he starts fighting with Kelly and it is an unbelievable fight and it there's so much Oh, you can do. You're limited to just being on the ledge, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Which I think, yeah, which I think it suffered for. And it would have been nice on this point had they shown a bit of depth of field of how high up they are. That would have, that, yeah, that would have been good. Something from the ground, or yeah, yeah, you're right. That would have been good. Because it looks so studio, doesn't it? It mm-hmm. really, really does. It, it looks absolutely fucking terrible and again that snake's there and when josh puts his hand in this crack in the rock to get the the sd card that that snake bites him and it's just it's like fucking hell it, it's it's not an anaconda you know what i mean 
Mm. It's just a fucking snake. But I like the fact, and all women do it, men's weak point, whilst fighting, she does kick Josh right in the bollocks, <laughs> which is what he deserves. And he's hanging onto that ledge, and he suddenly goes from psycho to complete pussy, begging for help. Yeah. Did you think that she was going to help him at some point, that she would be the better person? I did. I, I just for, for, a, for a second, I did before it carried on. Um, I, I, I thought to myself, she would, briefly. <laughs> Very briefly, because it seemed to end. Well, did you? Uh, I did at some point. I thought she might do that, and I kind of thought, please don't do that, because mm. you've seen him kill so many people, including your best friend, Sophie, and Again, it just, brilliant jeopardy because you know what you know that he would he would turn it against her and, and try and kill her. So it just adds to that tension. Yeah, and she pulls just before he falls. She pulls the pin out of his yes. watch. Yes. Did she do that so someone would come and help him yeah. and help well, her? Yeah, that was because that was the foreshadowing from say, when he talked about the watch in the outset. So she knew from that sitting around the campfire that, that that watch had that ability so right that's why that's why she did it because that was her only hope of getting the getting getting found was from that beacon and uh, okay and then she went and picked the got the, the ring off of the necklace that you put around his neck right yeah she, she got that back she and, retrieved that and then you see her underneath this rock of having to kind of traverse and swing and you get that a flashback from her and luca of doing yeah. this Kind of, it's a Hail Mary jump, really, off this rock yeah. onto this ledge. And she does it, and it's great. And then the special effects of her on top of this mountain are just terrible. It's proper green screen stuff. It really is bad. Yeah, it was. But, yeah. Uh, and then it ends. I mean, and Kelly lives, and literally everyone else dies. Luca, Taylor, Sophie, Reynolds, Zach, Josh. All of them are dead within half an hour. Your interest. And, <laughs> it's all dead. <laughs> exactly. And to be fair, she doesn't ever seem that cut up, does she? No. Which but is bizarre. What, cut up about her, losing her friends and the situation she just only got? Yeah, she doesn't seem at the moment oh. that cut up. She's got that look of triumph as if like, I've climbed the top of this mountain and <laughs> I've done yeah. it. But that was set in though, wasn't it? Give her a couple of days, that was saying. I hope so. I hope so. It's what she deserves. <laughs> Definitely. So, the big question, talking about watching the film and then talking about it as a critique for like, mm. the podcast, mm. I mean, has your opinion changed, mate? How would you rate this film now, <laughs> talking about it on the pod? I, I still like it. I, I loved hearing your opinion and your views. And we actually did, a lot of them we shared but that didn't stop the tension or my enjoyment from the um, yeah from, from, from the from the tension or from the, the jeopardy and the, and the frustration really the frustrations that you felt I felt that I enjoyed that um, I found like, like you said I found that the, the guy's characters weak but I think had they been any stronger this film would never have been the way it was would it it, it would never have played out it had they, they had to be weak to get where we were at the end. You know, they all had to die and they all, they all had to be weak. Because if they just stood up to him, it wouldn't, the film wouldn't have existed. Yeah. So I still enjoyed the film I, for all of its, for all its faults. Um, yeah, the, 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 the FX could have been a lot better. And as you said, we sh- it would be nice to have had some scale, wouldn't it? Um, of, 100%, of, of yeah. Where they were, of where they were. So you had to, you had to build that in your mind. So... I still enjoyed it, and I would probably give it. Um, I'd probably give it a three and a half out of five. Wow, um, really? I, yeah, I would. Yeah, because it, it's it was still because you know you you watch a film and you if I see a film and I go, I go through it and I don't it doesn't it doesn't make me feel anything whether that be frustration, happiness, sadness, annoyance, anger, then it's a crap film in my mind. This film made me feel angry because of the of the sexual assault and the and the, the way they killed the you know the, the fact they killed the girl. Um, it made me feel frustrated because of the the lack of effort the guys tried to take out Josh, the you know the main instigator. Mm. Frust- 
frustration at everything that happened to her on the on the, the ledge um the jeopardy that you felt that all, it, all it, everything instills a, it's designed to instill an emotion isn't it and a, and a reaction so uh, yeah it, it had that from me from, from the outset to right to the end so that for me makes a good film if i don't feel anything off the back of a film then it's a shit film yeah i mean the budget for this was very very good i mean it was two and a half million um euros which, when you think everyone's got to be paid set and effects, it's pretty, pretty good going, isn't it? And the director, Howard J. Ford, comes from Hazelmere in Surrey. Oh, does he? Right yeah. In the corner of Hazelmere. Yeah. So, I mean, he's quite a local lad. But, um, so, yeah, I mean, fair play, to, fair play to you, mate. Three and a half out of five. I mean, would you recommend this to other people? I would recommend it. I would recommend it, yeah. For the, every, everything we've spoken about, yeah, it's got, it has its faults. Yeah. But I think I think it's still a good hour and forty minutes of of enjoyment. Well, it's an hour and twenty six minutes. Or an hour and twenty six minutes. Then. Yeah, which is not bad going. What but, about you? Um, I'd I I gotta admit I don't think I'd recommend this. I there's better films out there. That I'd recommend Caliber ahead of this, easy. Yeah. Oh, easily, easily. Um, for for this, for this type of film, um, I mean, it's a very inoffensive film. The acting's not bad. Um, I just think it's just let down. If it had possibly a bit more budget, and I like to be immersed in films like this and be a participant on the edge of that mountain and have my stomach turned that's what i was looking for and because i didn't get that um like i, I felt i missed out and i was shortchanged a bit i did like kelly i thought she was really effective as the lead role in this yeah um and again josh for what he was given um very limited and they are just on the side of a building a uh, side of a mountain sorry i thought they were all pretty effective in doing what they were asked to do yeah um i just found that the the characters were a bit weak um and it some of it just didn't make sense as in they're all sensible successful people why are they not sticking up um for each other as a group um to get rid of josh it just didn't make sense the decision making was really really strange but overall i enjoyed it i mean it it was good it was just good fun to watch um i'd probably give it two out of five but I think there's better things out there. Um, I mean, like, I, I'd say if you wanted to watch a film involving people on a cliff, look for Vertical, vertical Limit or Cliffhanger um, for films like that, which do have the luxury of bigger budgets and kind of named actors, like more A-list actors, um, and they do carry the film off. But no, it, it wasn't too bad for what you got on Netflix. It's kind of run of the mill. It's just an inoffensive film, but I, I don't think I'd recommend it. There's better films out there. Mm. I saw Cliffhanger in '93, and I've seen it uh, actually at the cinema, um, and I've seen it crop up again recently on something on one of the platforms. I'm about to go and revisit that. Yeah, I, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was um, it was good. I mean, if you I mean, there's a on Netflix. There's 14 peaks. Nothing is impossible um which is a documentary and it's a uh, a nepalian mountain climber um wants to do all 14 of the world's 8000 meter peaks in 7 months and that's uh, he has a documentary crew with him and honestly if you want your stomach just to turn and get yeah. butterflies watch that because it, I'll, I'll as, watch it as well as it being really interesting, it's really a test of endurance and, and human spirit as to what you can achieve if you put your mind to it and the bravery of all these people. And I didn't realise one of their climbs when they go up Everest, when everyone talks about Mount Everest climb up there, you always feel that you'll be in your own, on your own or in a small group of three and it's just you and the elements but when they show their kind of ascent of Mount Everest, there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people all walking in a row on this trail mm. up the side of the mountain. I never realised it was like that. 
reminds me of driving to Kingsville on a, on a Saturday, being surrounded <laughs> by cyclists. <laughs> it, it was that's the way it is at Mount Everest. It's so popular that there's just so many people. But it, it's really, really interesting. There's one part on there where they're on their way down from Mount Everest, and they come across a climber who's been stranded and he doesn't have enough oxygen to survive, and they don't have enough oxygen to to live themselves and to give him, and they have to make that decision whether to leave him on the mountain. Or trying to help him down. If they do, there's about 90% chance that they're all going to die. And they have to leave this guy on the side of the mountain to die. Uh, I mean, it is gripping stuff, honestly. It's 14 peaks, nothing is impossible. Wow. Absolutely fascinating. Really, really good. I should give that a watch. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, that's everything. I mean, that's, that's the pod wrapped up. It's a relatively quick one compared to the two hours, 10 minutes we had last week when we were speaking about Kick-Ass. <laughs> so, but we will be doing Kick-Ass 2, hopefully next week when we can get the gang together. If we can't, then we'll come up with something else, no doubt. We'll always be there every single week, if we can, with some lot of nonsense that we want to talk about. Like it or oh, lump it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it or lump it. See, I saw Top Gun again. And again, I stick to my guns. It's one of the best films I've ever seen. The film has just tipped over $1 billion. Wow. I mean, it is an amazing film. Again, I got goosebumps. I I love Top Gun Maverick. I love it. I could watch it every single night. It's amazing. <laughs> Seriously, it's so good. So if you've not seen it yet, go and watch Top Gun Maverick and share that love because it's just so good. But that's it. Have you got anything to add, Paul? Anything to say, my friend, before we go? No, mate. Just um, have a pleasant week and look forward to seeing you next week. Definitely, definitely. I hope everyone enjoyed listening to this. And we'll be back next week with another review. Take care, guys. Thanks very much. One banana, two banana, three banana, four. Four bananas make a bunch of soda, many more. Over here and have-